This, 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 this is mythical. This is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and Link Neal, my son, from Good Mythical Morning. So we're going to swing right on into this podcast and see what we can get into today. Good to see you, son. Hey, Dad. You're looking good. It, it ain't hard when you got a son like you. I got, so you know, yeah, oh. I, I try to look good all the time. <laughs> so so uh, I can take some of the credit for how good you look. It usually goes the other way. You know, you, you gave me the genes. That's right, but you know, it, it helps to spread the love around a little bit and everything. I mean, you look great for 70. It's very encouraging to me. Yeah, well, you know, I, th- I I think I do pretty good for somebody 70 years old. So, you know, I have people tell me that all the time. You know, when we went on our trip, the people said, and they were talking about me and Nancy both said, ain't no way that you're that age. I said, yeah, yeah, we're that age. What What's the what's the key to being so spry, just keeping young? Just keep busy and keep doing something. Don't just quit and, you know, try to... Don't sit on your ass. That's right. Don't just sit on your tail and just let life go by. You got to keep trying to keep doing things and living life the best you can and until you're fullest. So, you know, if you quit, you, you know, good things don't happen. So it's just a good thing to keep motivated and, and do things. And it's, you know, it's not like you haven't encountered your own physical and medical adversity. I mean, you've got leukemia, freaking a form of leukemia. Yeah. So how has that diagnosis impacted your life? I know this isn't what we had planned, but I'm just, you know, I was just thinking about it. It, I tell people all the time, most of the time in our life, when you're living, everybody's going to have something. Some people have one type of cancer and my type of leukemia, which is a cancer, but they told me I was lucky. They said I I got the kind that they can treat and do something with. So I I take three three chemo pills a day, and it helps keep my blood levels in check, and where I can still work and keep going and everything. So you know I, I feel very fortunate. Because you were diagnosed what four years ago? I think 2019, three years ago. I remember when you called and told me and Christy and like put it on speakerphone and we were, you know, it's, it, you hear the word leukemia and it's like, it was a shock. It was so, it was very scary. And then, yeah, you explained, like, explain to me again, just for the benefit of people listening, like, what is the diagnosis and the specific name for it? Chronic lymphatic leukemia. And it's a type of blood cancer that it, your white blood cell count goes real high. It makes you tired and until they get you on the medicine and stuff, but it just, you can't do anything. You can't even hardly get up and want to take a shower or do anything. It makes you lose weight and not want to eat. And, you know, my doctor was astonished because I, I started taking the medicine and the next month I went back and all my blood levels and everything was back to normal. And so what's the uh, prognosis? That something else will kill me. That's not going to be the thing that does it to you. No, probably not. No. I've talked to some people that's had it for over 20 years. Oh, wow. And they still do pretty well with it and everything. So then, but once you got that squared away, how do you think it, I mean, 
Is that why you and Nancy started traveling more? And was there like a different mentality that like, okay, we all know that our days are numbered, but when you get a diagnosis like that and it's scary and then you got to go through this whole procedure and there was a, a couple of months when, you know, the answers weren't clear. And then even after they are clear and you're like on even keel now and you know this isn't what's gonna, this is not what's gonna do you in. Yeah. I'm just wondering like, did it change your life? Well, it, it, it makes the light come on, you know, that maybe you need to quit working so much because I've got to go back to work and everything that you needed to do things and enjoy life some. So you're right. I mean, we we started traveling and going places and doing things. So it, it makes you have a totally different perspective when something can happen to you and take you out of this old world. But I'm going to try to do what I need to do to, stay healthy and look after myself. And then when it's my time, it's my time. And so you just live life the best you can and just keep going. I'm glad that you've got this treatment plan and that everything's kind of evened out, but that you also have like a renewed perspective. I think it's, it seems healthy. I still think you're working too hard, but that's just my opinion. Yours and Nancy's and everybody I'm, else. Yep. <laughs> so what's new? Give me a dispatch. I went down to the pizza place uh, the other night and got me and Nancy some pizza. Yeah. And when I walked in the door, the boy that was in there says, I remember who you are. And I oh, said, you do. I know what you're talking about. He said, well, <laughs> I'm still watching your son on Good Mythical Morning and everything. And I said, well, that's great and everything. So Yeah, tell him that story. When you were here at the beach with us, the kids wanted some pizza. So we was traipsing on downtown, and I thought it- The way I remember it, we had already eaten dinner. Oh, we yeah. Had eat, you had like, you'd cook steaks. Ribs. Ribs, yes. You would grill yeah. your signature ribs. Yep. This, this is like the first time we as a family had gone and visited you down there in, at, at your beach house. That's right. So you made your signature ribs, and then we had homemade ice cream. And then we were hanging out there underneath your house, because it's on stilts. And that's when Lily was like, I kind of want some pizza. And I'm like, what? It was like 10 o'clock at night and I was like trying to shut it down. And you were like, well, there's a pizza shop right over here a couple of blocks. And I was like, you want to go get pizza, dad? I remember that. So then what happened? So the name of the place is Main Slice Pizza. And <clears throat> we left and went and as we were walking down the street, I looked back at what you had on and you had a pair of pants on that said, good mythical morning. Yeah, because I was, I was in my pajamas. In These are like pajamas. sweatpants. That's right. So we went walking down the street, and as we were walking, and we got downtown, I got to looking, and I looked back, and there was people following us. And I said, mm-mm. So we got to the pizza place, and we went in the door, and when we went in the door, the boy that was young man that was working in there, he didn't say a word, but he kind of recognized. I said, you know who he is, don't you? He said, oh, yeah, I know who he is. And uh, I said, well, that's my son. My two grandchildren here want, want some pizza. And he kind of went over and kind of locked the door. Because there was a lot of, everybody who was following us was outside. Outside, wanting to come inside. and Taking I, pictures. Taking pictures is probably. It's like paparazzi, but not. Yeah, there were 60 or 70 people out there anyway. <laughs> you went up there and talked to the boy, and we and the kids got their pizza, and we got it to go and everything. And you looked over at this young man that was working, and he says, is there another way out of this place? <laughs> he said, 
Oh, yeah. And he was nice enough that he come out, and, and these buildings are pretty long, and he, he carried us out the back door back there, and you stopped and took took a picture with him, and then the boy that was a little young man that was about 14 or something, you took a picture with him, and then we, we booked it on back up to the house. Yeah, we had an escape hatch. Yep. Worked out pretty good that we, we didn't have to stay down there for an hour or two, but... Well, I didn't want to endure the the crowd and like I kind of wanted to get back, but I also thought it would be fun for us to kind of slip away. So I yeah. I I did it for the for the fun of it too, just to see cuz I didn't I didn't tell you I was going to try to slip out the back door. We were just going to get ushered away. That's one of the times where I felt most like a celebrity when you got to slip through the back door of the pizza yeah. parlor. Get you something to eat and slip away. So it worked out pretty good for us that night. Do you get any more emails? Oh, I got several emails. You want to hear them? All right, let's get to it. It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. I got a email here from uh, Lorraine Bennett. All right. It says, what do you call sweaty breasts? Mm-hmm. What do you call sweaty breasts? And damp boobies. What's the weather like down here when it's hot? Muggy, humid, 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 humid. Am I close? Hum- yeah, you're getting close. Humid. And we're talking about breast. Humid titties. Humidities. Uh, <laughs> Humidities? Humidities, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got one. Humidities. Humid titties. Right. Yep. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I like that one. I got one from Alex Smith. It says, Bill has worked in a pickle factory for several years. One day he confessed to his wife that he had a terrible urge to stick his penis into a pickle slicer. His wife suggests that he see a therapist to talk about it. A few weeks later, Bill returns home. His wife asks, what's wrong, Bill? I lost my job. Do you remember how I told you about my urge to put my penis into the pickle slicer? <laughs> his wife gasped, horrified. The woman pulls down his pants to see his penis intact. What on earth happened to the pickle slicer? She yells. Bill replies, Oh, um, she got fired too. Uh, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> she got fired too. The pickle slicer was a female employee. Yeah, I think that's what, he, he He probably had a lot more trouble to look forward to than that. Yeah, this is just dawning on you? Yeah. You, why did you pick this one? You didn't know what it... <laughs> so you could help me understand it, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, the pickle slicer is a, is a person. Yeah. She also got fired. Yep. And I don't know how, why he went home and told his wife to do that kind of story, I'd have had to figure out something else. But. Honesty is uh, is is is, a, is paramount to a, a vibrant relationship, Dad. Yeah, when you sticking your pickle in a different slicer, though, it, yeah, it, it, it's gonna get vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I got another one from Catherine Cappuccini. Okay. Why do ducks have feathers on their lower backs? Why do ducks have feathers on their lower backs? Tell me. To cover their butt. Quacks. <laughs> okay, that one's that one's cuter. I like it. To cover their butt quacks. 
I got another one from Cody Wright. <laughs> says, what is your recipe for the perfect fried bologna sandwich? Well, now, Cody, I, I, I got some stories about some fried bologna sandwiches because we got some places down here. Myrtle Beach can cook you a good fried bologna sandwich. This is a Myrtle Beach thing? I know you read an ad. You made one up pretty early on about the people making the bologna sandwich at the club, but like, I've never purchased a bologna sandwich from anybody. That's just something you make at home. But if you want it to be a good fried bologna sandwich, you got to go somewhere where they sell the bologna at the grocery store. You, you got to go in there and get them cut about an inch thick. You can't have no thin bologna like you buy in the grocery store in them little packs where you mm -hmm. got to stack them on top of one another. You got to have a good thick, about an inch thick bologna, piece of bologna. An inch thick? About an inch thick. Yep. Damn. That's, that's the way they do them in the, all these clubs and stuff down here in these restaurants. And then they fry it. Well, they'll either put them in the grease and deep fry it, but I, I don't like mine like that. I like to have them put mine on the top of the skillet and fry it on both sides and they have to turn it over two or three times and then they put it on the sandwich and it's fried. It ain't all greasy and it's just good. And then, of course, I get mustard and mayonnaise put on mine, and onions and lettuce and tomato and just all kinds of stuff. It, it's some kind of good, good bologna sandwich. So. See, I don't like bologna, Dad. And, but I also don't like tomatoes. You know this. How does that make you feel? I know you love tomatoes. Yeah, boy, I just got some out of my garden the other day, and you talking about some kind. I had a, uh, a tomato sandwich with Duke's mayonnaise. Oh, Lord, man, it was some kind of good. I just can't. I, I, I can't do it, man. They're nasty. So, hey, you eat sushi, and I won't eat it, so what's the difference? I mean, I'm gonna eat it. I'd rather eat a tomato sandwich than eat some sushi, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't eat a lot of sushi, but I guess you're right. I got one from uh, Savannah Wolf. It says, how does one remove the tiny bits of wallpaper that are stuck on the wall? My mom and I are redoing the dining room and had to remove some wallpaper. Okay. We used the vinegar and water trick, but they are still little things of paper. First of all, you poor little souls, I'm telling you, because... Taking down wallpaper can be some kind of terrible because I've took down a bunch of it. So you're not being facetious. I thought for a second no. you were you were uh, no saying oh poor little poor little people can't take their wallpaper. No, yeah, hey, most of the time with that type of wallpaper, it's cause it was the kind they put on the walls. They didn't put any sizing behind it, which is a paint kind of thing. And when you go to take it off, it when you emulsify it. To get it off, it'll come off. But most of the time, it's because they use some, put some cheap wallpaper up on the wall. Now, I don't know if y'all did this or not, but if you got good wallpaper, it's got a backing on it where the top part will come off. But I got a, a steam machine that I use that when you put it on the wall, it'll steam it, and you can take a scraper. You can just peel it right off. It takes a little while to do it, but it don't leave all them little pieces. So, you know... Might have to look in the seat and getting you one of them steam machines and helping with that wallpaper. See that? Look at that! Look at look at the stuff that people are learning. Like you, you're opening up the knowledge vaults. I love the fact that like people can email you anything. You're all over it. Steam machine. And I got a, another email from uh, 
Stephanie Scobie says, what's the difference between a hormone and an enzyme? This is technical. What's the difference between a hormone and an enzyme? I'm nervous. You can't hear an enzyme. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> wow, Dad. That's what they say, facts. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. And I got a, uh, another thing that we're going to try to help sponsor a guy with. And his name's Cody Carpenter. And he says, hello, my name is Cody with a K. And I work for a live music and entertainment venue in downtown Gastonia, North Carolina. Oh, so you, you got an email. You got a sponsorship. Yeah, I guess so. How much is Cody with a K paying? Ain't paying me nothing. Oh, you still want to do it? Yeah, I think we need to try to help the boy out. All right, go for it. They're going to open up a, cl a club in Gastonia called Roosters, and it's going to have live music. And I've had a little bit of thing in my background back in the late 80s where I helped. I worked in a club and did some stuff in it, and we had live music in it. But the first thing you got to do if you open up a new club, I know you want to use new people and people that they don't know and everything. But if you're going to be a hit, when you open up that first night, you're going to have to have a name band to come in there and play some music like you want, some shagging music and different things. And I, I'm just going to give you the name of somebody, see if you can look up and get them, the name of the group's Too Much Sylvia. And they're up from around where you're from up there. So if you could get them to come, you'll pack the house. And once you get your name started, you can get different other groups to come in there and, and do stuff. So, you know, that might be something you want to try, uh, Cody. I like how you just, it was an ad, but you turned it into advice for Cody as yeah. he starts his club in Gastonia. And the Roosters on 334 West Main Street, Gastonia, North Carolina. Uh, and it's the roostergastonia.com. And it's going to open sometime the end of August, 1st of September. All right. Hopefully he'll take your advice. I actually had an idea for a segment, Dad, if you're open to it. You know, there's some things that come up on this show that I learn a lot from you. Sometimes you learn some stuff from me. Oh, yeah. So I thought maybe I could throw out some some slang, some terminology that I don't think you know what these things mean, but maybe you do, or maybe you can figure it out. Okay, well, it's time for our first edition of You're Way Over My Head Now. So I'll, I'll throw out a word. You tell me what you think it means. All right. Getting catfished. That means somebody's pulled a prank on you to, that you're trying to and make fun of you and do something with you <laughs> to make it to embarrass you or do something with you. Well, you're on the right track with the prank. But it's more of, it's, it's in a relational context. Well, it, sa it sounds like you, <laughs> you might have a girlfriend or have something, and then she, she's trying to make you jealous of something and, or somebody else to make you pay more attention to her. So she says, I'm going off with another, another guy. And that other guy is a what? Friend of mine. No, catfish? Oh, a, a debate to get you hooked up to make you do things more of what she wants you to do. Well, it, it's more of an online dating thing. You're getting closer. You ever dated anybody online? No. Yep, no interest in that? No. What do you think the first problem is when you're dating somebody online? That you really don't know who they are. 
Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so put that together with catfish. Well, see, when I think about catfish, I think about catching one out of the river and, and skinning it and cooking it and eating it. So <laughs> Yeah, you get something on the line, you think it's a catfish, but you pull it up and it's... Could be a gar. That's right. It could be a gar. It could be an ugly fish, like a scary prehistoric looking fish that you don't want. That's what being catfished is. Okay. Like they'll send pictures of themselves, but it's not really them. Oh yeah, I heard about that before. Yeah. Yeah. The Mile High Club. I think you might know what this one is. That, that, that's flying in a plane and you take your woman on back there and y'all get in the, bat, in the bathroom together and, and you make love to one another. <laughs> You're all over this one. Yep, that's exactly it. Now this is intriguing to me. Are you a member of the Mile High Club? No, I ain't a member, but it ain't that I didn't want to try to be, but it just want enough room. You could leave the door open, but that's a big risk. Somebody else might as well come in and be in the Mile High Club with you if you do that. <laughs> or you might get kicked off the plane. They might have to do an emergency landing. I don't know what they would do yeah. if they it's not like you're smoking in the in the bathroom in a plane. I mean, if they if you're caught, what's the worst that can happen? Would they land the plane? Would they would they cause a ruckus? Well, you know, the next time I fly somewhere, I may ask, you know, just ask the stewardess, you know, what do y'all do when, the, uh, if somebody tries to be a member of the Mile High Club with y'all? Please do. <laughs> oh, I'll ask. Ghosting. Do what? What's ghosting? Hmm. You're trying hard. When somebody's doing something with you that, it, that, that it, they don't want you to know that they're do, trying to do it to you. And, and somebody else know that you're doing it or not. Mm. Knowing that they're doing it where you don't know who's doing it or what. I am confused. It's No, it's, <laughs> it's more of just like when when somebody just like disappears. They fall off the face of the earth. They, they don't give you the time of day anymore. When you're talking to somebody and then all of a sudden they're not, like if you're texting somebody and then all of a sudden they don't text you anymore. They just drop you. Well, most of the people I text text me back, and I don't do no, I don't do Facebook. So if they ghost me and don't want to talk to me anymore, don't hurt my feelings none. Just I go on, and I I got other friends, but they ain't much of a friend to me anyway. So just let that go and just go on. You know why that is, Dad? That's because you've got BDE. <laughs> you know what that stands for? Uh, no. You just get give a give a guess. B D E. Just the first thing that comes to your mind, BDE. Something with something having to do with balls or something. Okay. Know. All right. So balls, balls DE. Like what? Put it all together. Balls don't care or something. I don't know. No, not C, E. Balls DE. Balls down everywhere. And what, <laughs> so what does that what does that mean? If balls are down everywhere, what does that mean? It means that they're just hanging down and you don't that, that they don't care whether you like it or not. You know, you're very close. It's not the balls. It's, the B stands for big. Oh. So what's the D? You ever heard of the D? People would just say the D. Like, give me the D. You know what that is? The big dick everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's energy. Oh. So put that together. Big dick energy. Yeah. So, I mean... I, you've never heard this term? No. But now that you hear it, can you make sense of it? What do you think it means? That it just don't make any difference whether uh, what anybody else thinks 
I got the energy to do whatever I want to. Yeah, it's a confidence. It's a swagger. As if, you know, if you got a if you got a, <laughs> if you got a, something big dangling down there in between your legs, it's kind of like that would kind of it would be part of your persona, you know? I'd say you got some BDE. I, yeah, I got some. Sometimes it, it probably used to get me in trouble some, but uh I got some I got some B, BDE. What about DTF? DTF. Down to the farm. <laughs> I don't down know. to the farm. You write about the first word. It is down. Down to, you're right about the second word. You got two out of three right, Dad. Down to. Down to the frog. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, you know what? That is it. Yeah, I think that's what it should be. Down to the frog. Otherwise, it, it's, the, it's the F word. Oh, okay. It means that you're, you are ready to have intercourse. You are up for having intercourse with somebody. Okay. Down to F, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, man. If you have BDE and you wanna say, I'm DTF, this BDE is DTF. BDE is DTF. Yeah. Well, I don't wanna put words in your mouth. Be careful where you text that. Are you happy with that segment? Did you learn, did you learn enough? Oh yeah, I learned some stuff. Well, you're welcome. Well, thank you, yeah. Hope it don't get me in no trouble. How's it gonna get you in trouble? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not BDE right there. Somebody with BDE doesn't say, well, I hope it doesn't get me in trouble. You gotta, you gotta keep that BDE stoked. You gotta stoke that flame, the BDE flame. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep it stoked the best I can to make sure see, people keep listening and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, sometimes things just go over, up over my head. That's what this segment's for, so I can get in your brain. Well, you you got in it. <laughs> I think my job here is done. Well, before we end today's show, I want to remind you that Stevie's podcast, oh, okay, Best yeah. Friends Back, All Right, is back for season two. Her mm -hmm. and her friend Nagin talked about the types of stuff I ought to not get into. Mm. Be sure to check out season two, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. You going to check it out, Dad? You going to listen to it? I might try to, but it's like everything else. I'm a pretty busy man. I might. Okay. That's honest. Stevie, I might try, but we'll just have to see. If I do, I'll let you know next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's honest. Yeah. Well, it was fun having all y'all with us here today. I hope you learned something and had a good time. And come on back next Thursday, and we're going to swing this show in whatever direction y'all keep emailing me in about what we're going to do. And just email us at ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com and keep listening to us at Dispatches from Myrtle Beach. There it is. That's us. So until next week, just keep on with that BDE, Dad. It probably won't be too hard for me to remember to keep it because I've been doing it a long time. I'll keep that BDE. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. I'll talk to you next week. I can't wait. Love you, and I'll be seeing you. All right, love you.